Jesus performs a miracle after his resurrection and reinstates Peter after his denials today on the final Rest in the Work of Christ podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the final Rest in the Work of Christ podcast. It's been a wonderful joy to be able to spend these uh, last weeks with you in God's Word. This is episode 43 and the final one as we have reached the end of the Gospel of John. Uh, so we are John chapter 21. Uh, we've got another miracle of Jesus after his resurrection and then Jesus's reinstatement of Peter after his denials. So chapter 21, uh, take the whole chapter, verses 1 through 25. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathanael from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals that were there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the believers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. 
If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Oh, what a, a lot here in this last chapter. Uh, a lot of different things here, so let, let's talk through. So Jesus has appeared to his disciples two times now, right? That first Easter Sunday evening, um, there's 10 of them there. Judas is, of course, not there, and Thomas is not there. Then he appears a second time to them on that a week later on that Easter Sunday, uh, week after Easter Sunday, uh, that's that Sunday evening uh, with Thomas there. So the 11 are there. This is the third time we're told that Jesus appears to his disciples. We're not told when exactly after that, that um, you know, that second Sunday in a row. We're not told, but uh, his disciples, uh, at least, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven of them are here. Um, seven of the 11 are here, and, and Peter has, says, let's go fishing, right? Are, are they bored? Are they just not knowing what to do, right? <laughs> They're kind of lost right now. Well, we should do something. Let's, let's keep our minds busy. Let's go fishing, right? That's what at least Peter and the sons of Zebedee, James and John, that's what they know. Um, they are fishermen by trade. Before they were disciples, that's what they were, and so they decide to go fishing, and so the others go. And they get in the boat. All night long, they're out there, and they catch nothing. Early in the morning, they're um, headed back to shore, probably. They're, you know, we know they're about 100 yards out, and Jesus is there. And they don't recognize Jesus at first. He calls out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? They say no. And they throw, he says, throw your nets out on the right side of the boat, and you'll find some. Now, um, this is the second miracle, fishing miracle, Jesus has done. He did one more at the beginning, right, when, when he was calling the disciples. And, um, you know, at that point, Peter says, oh, fine, I'll throw, throw the thing out, right? But here, they don't question, they don't ask, you know, that, you know we're the professionals. They throw it out, the, the net. And, and this is, you know, they're probably on their way in. They're not planning to fish anymore, but the, he throws it out on the right side of the boat, and there's so many fish, a large number of fish. It says later on, 153 um, it, it, um, it, and they can't even hardly haul it in because there's so many fish. Okay? Um, there's a lot of miracles taking place in here. This is one, the, the miraculous catch, catch of fish here. We find out later that there's so many, um, that, but the net is not torn. Uh, you, it, John must say that because with this many fish, normally your nets would break, but there's another miracle. The nets don't tear. Um, there's another miracle coming here, too, we'll, we'll mention just a little bit. So the disciple whom Jesus loved, of course, you know by now this is, yes, John, the writer of the gospel, um, says to Peter, it's, it's Jesus, it's the Lord. And, and as soon as Peter hears that, he jumps in the water, jumps into the water. He can't wait. They're only 100 yards from, from shore, but he's got to swim in to see Jesus. Um, the other disciples follow on the boat. They're towing that net full of fish. Um, they land, and here's here's the... Um, seems to be probably the third miracle, right? Um, Jesus has some fish and bread waiting for them, right, over a fire. He's got breakfast waiting for them here in the morning. And uh, I suppose Jesus could have been fishing. I suppose Jesus could have baked some bread uh, for them uh, or bought some, but I'm guessing that he, he performs this miracle by providing breakfast for them, right? He, he also cares about our bodies, and here he is uh, providing a, a miraculous breakfast. Um, says, bring some more of the fish. You know, they're going to cook those too. Um, and uh, says, come and have breakfast with me. And uh, I'm sure they just enjoyed being together, just enjoyed that friendship that they have. Um, says this is the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So they finish eating, and it seems like Jesus and, and Peter take a little walk. Okay? And Jesus asks 
Peter, three times, do you love me? And you can probably guess why he asks him three times if he loves him, because Jesus, um, uh, or Peter, had denied that he knew Jesus three times. And so for each denial, he gets a question. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Now, Jesus already knows that Simon, Peter, loves him, but he wants to hear him say the words, right? And he gives him an instruction after each one. The first time he says, feed my lambs, and then he says, feed my sheep, two times, right, to the second one, uh, showing him that this is what he was going to do. He was going to be a shepherd, an under-shepherd. Peter would write about that later, uh, writing to under-shepherds about those who care for the flock of God, those who care for the flock of the good shepherd, um, that that would be his work. And, uh, you know, the third time, though, Peter's a little hurt, right, that Jesus would ask him because he, he says, Lord, you know all things, right? Again, a, a proclamation that he knows this Jesus is true God. He knows that that uh, he loves Jesus. And, and so it hurts him a little bit, but, but here you, you understand, and, and Peter's got to understand why Jesus is doing that. He's reinstating him. He's saying, Peter, I love you. I forgive you. And I've got great work for you to do. Um, he says, you know, feed my lambs and then feed my sheep two times. But then Jesus adds something else. He says um, that you're, you're going you're gonna to be led, um, right? You know, when you were younger, you dressed yourself whatever you wanted, but when you're old, you're going to stretch out your hands and you're going to be led where you don't want to go. And, and he is referring to the fact that he's going to die. Now, legend says that, Jesus, uh, uh, that Peter was crucified upside down, that, that um, Peter um, was, was put to death as a martyr uh, because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and the, the legend says that he didn't want to be crucified in the same way as Jesus. He said, crucify me upside down. Right? But he was led to his death. It, 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 Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God that Peter's death would glorify God because he would lose his life for the gospel. And then he says to Peter, follow me. Now, it seems like uh, Peter and, and Jesus have walked away a little bit because Peter turns around and sees um, the disciple whom Jesus loved, again, John, following them, right? Um, and John says, yeah, this is the one who, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how he does this. He never says, it's me. He says, no, this is the, the disciple who leaned back and asked Jesus, Who's, who is it that's going to betray you, you know, back on Monday, Thursday? Um, and, but Peter sees John following, and he says, what about him? And th this is a very interesting ending here to the gospel. But Jesus says, you know, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? I'm not, we're not concerning us about John, right now, we're talking about you. You have to follow me, right? You're going to feed my sheep. You're going to feed my lambs. I'm not worried about John right now. I'm, I'm going to take care of you. Now, now, we know that, at least according to legend, John is the only disciple who didn't lose his life as a martyr. Um, we believe that John died of old age. Um, you know, he certainly suffered for the gospel, was persecuted for the gospel, um, but, but the only man who... Uh, the only one of Jesus' disciples who died of old age. Um, that, that's what we believe. So, but, but here, John is kind of just setting the record straight. Jesus didn't say I was going to um, live until he returned, that I was never going to die. He, this is all he said, right? If I want him to re remain alive until he returned, what is that to you? So John is kind of clearing the air there because there must have been some, some thoughts. Some, uh, there were some ideas going around among the believers that, oh, Jesus said that John was never going to die. Oh, that's not what he said, right? That, that's not what he said. Um, and then verse 24, the second to last verse, this is the disciple who testifies to these things and wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. So Jesus, uh, John is just again saying, I, I was led to write these things down by the Spirit, and I'm testifying that everything I've written down here is true. What I've written about the Messiah, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, crucified and risen, is true. Here it is. 
recorded for you. And then he says, you know, Jesus did many other things. And if we would write them all down, if we wrote down everything he did and everything he said, the whole world wouldn't have enough room for the books if it was written down because there's so much in those three years of ministry that Jesus did. So many things he said, so many things he taught, so many things that uh, miracles that he performed that you couldn't even write them all down, right? Um, But here is just enough, enough for you to believe, enough for you to know who he is and why he came. That's the end of the gospel. What a wonderful, wonderful gospel it is to reveal who Jesus Christ is. Go all the way back to the beginning, back to chapter 1, right? That this is the light that has come into the world. This is the Word made flesh. This is the Son of God who has come to be also man, true God, true man, to be our perfect Savior in life and in death, to rise from the dead, to assure us that we have life with him forever. Friends, It's been a wonderful, wonderful journey with you through this gospel, through these last 43 devotions together, to see the work of Christ for us, to rest in this work, to know that everything is done. There's nothing you have to do to earn the love of God your Father. It's already done through Jesus. Simply cling to him in faith, that gift of faith given to you through the means of grace, through the work of the Holy Spirit. Just cling to the work of Christ, to his righteousness for you. That's your peace. That's your forgiveness. That's your hope of eternal life. That's your joy as you go through this life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you that we've gotten to spend this time, um, these 43 devotions that we've gotten to spend in the Gospel of John to see these wonderful truths, to, to increase our faith in these truths of Jesus, that this testimony that is true as John writes it by the inspiration of the Spirit. Um, and it's here that uh, we find rest for our souls, rest for our minds, and the peace and the joy that we can only have in Jesus. Continue uh, as we study. Um, is continue to learn, continue to devote ourselves to these scriptures to increase our faith and to know Jesus better and to hold on to this, these truths until we get to be with you forever in heaven. We pray this all in the name of Jesus who is our rest. Amen. All right, friends, what a joy to be able to, to uh, spend this time with you. We pray that you use some of the other resources that we have available. We've had other devotional uh, materials in the past. Um, I will put a link to um, some of those in this description here. We've done a, um, a uh, devotional uh, video series on the book of First Peter. Uh, we've also... Um, 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 done one on the book of Philippians as well, a devotional series uh, that's by video. Um, and we'll, we'll continue to produce more content. The next big one coming out, we're going to be doing a video series uh, as we walk through the catechism, spending a, a weekly uh, 20 minutes in the catechism together. That's going to start up at the end of August, August 31st, that Monday, Monday at 7 p.m. on our YouTube channel. So um, we'll get more information about that too. But God be with you, friends, as you continue to grow in your faith, as you continue to rest in the work of Christ. God be with you and keep you safe.